Welcome into the Leba Business Hour, sponsored by Nats to Tassily, highlighting local independent businesses in and around Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Leba President and CEO, Bud Seinhorst. Well, we are back. Welcome back to the Leba Business Hour. It's good to have Nick back with us again. Uh, so it's kind of an exciting week, Nick. Uh, uh, crazy week. I, I am a huge college football fan. What I love about college football is literally you can watch games from 11 a.m. till yep. 1 a.m. Yeah. And that's just on Saturdays, not counting Friday nights. So uh, Huskers are back, uh, back in fall camp. It's exciting to get that going again. Um, with the excitement of a new coach, it's kind of fun. So it is. Um, I'm excited because of what football season means to the local economy, obviously. Uh, our businesses, um, it's a great, great push for our local businesses. It's a great economic driver locally. So uh, looking forward to that in the football season. So it'll be a, a good time. Uh, thanks to our show sponsor, Nats Detasseling, Earns Cash, Build Character. Nats Detasseling, learn more about Nats at notafraidtosweat.com. And our opening segment is sponsored by Ustop, earn points and that spend like cash with the kickback card, which could get you snacks and even gas, available at all 24, uh, 24 Ustop locations. And if you want to join the conversation, you can call or text 402-464-5685. Listen on the Ticket app or www.theticketfm.com. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Allo Channel 951. All of them. All of them. We hit them all. Bro. All of them. I've got to have that written out so I can actually get through them all. So um, today we've got kind of a cool theme about uh, taking care of yourself. Uh, we always try to kind of come up. Seems like I've done pretty good at coming up with themes or getting lucky, one of the two. Uh, anyway, this this week we're going to kind of take care of yourself, and, and especially throughout the pandemic, there were a lot of conversations about mental health and what was happening with people. And so today we've got a little bit of a mental health uh, focus on our show. So we're going to start today. We're going to welcome to the studio from Integrated Behavioral Health, Aaron Sindel. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. We're glad to have you today, Aaron. So let's just start with, um, tell us a little bit about your background. Let's just, let's learn a little bit about Aaron first before we dive real deep into uh, IBH. Sure. So um, I'm a Nebraska girl, born and raised, and I've never left the state. Born where? Born in Spencer, Nebraska. Clear north, north. Ne northern Nebraska along the South Dakota border. Aaron was very impressed that I was aware and knew where Spencer <laughs> was. Nick, do you know where Spencer is? Do uh, actually, I've I know of it because my dad has to work there. Okay, for an uh, ex extended period of time. But then he came. Obviously, you haven't lived until you've been, been through been, Spencer, I been, Nebraska. Been through Spencer, and no, I believe there's Spencer Dam up there. Is yes, that correct? The See, Look at my South my South Dakota roots are coming out a little bit. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about how you got into the, the mental health field. So I initially started my professional career in healthcare, um, working at a hospital here in town for about 16 years. And then oh, when I was at about my mid thirties, I decided that it was time for a change. And I went back to school and got my master's degree in counseling. 
Excellent. So I'm not ignoring you, Aaron. I forgot to share the link to YouTube <laughs> on all my social media channels. So hopefully we can get Aaron to give some big answers. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do with Integrated Behavioral Health Services. Sure. So um, I am currently the director of our Secure Psychiatric Residential Facility, which is a 16-bed facility. Um, we are located down on 14th and South Street. And we primarily deal with individuals who have severe and persistent mental illness that um, are pretty ill and they come into us for the purposes of stabilization. And we do that uh, initially through medication stabilization and then work really hard with them to stabilize their symptoms throughout their stay with us. Excellent. So you have been there for what, about six years? Is that right? Yep, Is that what you said? Six right. years. So... Um, you know, as we were leading into the segment, I was talking about kind of, you know, the mental health things that, that really, I think became to the, came to the forefront during the pandemic and through that. And it, did you see a lot of that at IBH during that time? I mean, you guys were about three years old when that started and, uh, kind of three years in, did you see a little bit of that? And, and, and are you seeing that? I don't want to say decline, but, you know, are you seeing kind of things balancing out a little bit now? What, 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 were, what did you see in the pandemic? Well, we met very early in those early days of the pandemic and um, as a leadership team. And we believed it was hugely important for us to remain as open as we possibly could throughout the pandemic because our clients don't have anyone else. And so we did absolutely everything we could to keep our doors open and keep our programs running, and we did. And um, so our clientele uh, had services throughout that entire time, and they weren't significantly impacted by that lack of services because we were able to keep our doors open. So we're really proud of, of that aspect. And because of that, we've, you know, we've, we've been able to have a little bit more continuity with our clients. Um, maybe when, you know, in other types of work, that just wasn't possible. So we feel really blessed that we were able to, to keep our doors open and, and keep our services running. So were you able to have them in person then, and yes. they were all able to come in in person, and you didn't have to deal with the Zoom? That was, that was probably one of the things I heard from our business owners was uh, they were really struggling – and, and a lot of them would say to me, but I just need to see people mm -hmm. um, because there were so many things and they couldn't do that. So talk about how you helped folks kind of through the pandemic, because it's it, it was difficult. I mean, we, we never shut our doors at Liba. We modified our business hours because for me, what I felt was important and it's kind of weird to compare it this way. But uh, back in 2008, I lived in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and there was a huge flood. And one of the most important things I think during that time was when somebody called and had a question or needed help, they needed somebody on the other end of the mm -hmm. phone. Mm -hmm. And and that's that was what was so important for me. We had to be there. Somebody had to be there. Regular business hours. So if somebody happened to stop in or call, we were there. Mm -hmm. So talk about kind of how you help people through that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, of course we followed all of the guidelines as far as social distancing and all of those things, but that actually allowed us, um, you know, to break our clientele, like in our, in our day 
program that we do on a daily basis. It allowed us to break those groups down into smaller groups and spend more quality time and more intimate time with those smaller groups of people and really help them on um, more of a one-on-one -on -one type of a basis and, and more time to talk with them about things that they were concerned about regarding the pandemic. We, um, par in part of the title of our name is the word integrated, and we very firmly believe in working very closely with other agencies throughout town and, um, you know, giving our clients the best chances that we can by partnering with other people. And during the pandemic, that was there was n no difference in that. We worked very, very closely with um, the assisted living homes that a lot of our clients live in to, you know, just a lot of communication between them of this is how we're helping at our agency. Here's how you guys can help us, um, you know, when, when our clients are not with us. So um, just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, just our presence in the client's lives and knowing that they could count on us has been, was a, a really huge thing during the pandemic. And it, you know, has only remained so since, or after that time so it's it's really interesting because throughout a couple things whether whether it's your job whether it's your whether it's social life whatever we learned a lot about what we can do because of the pandemic and and a lot of it was bad yes but do you see you guys um in course still incorporating some of those things because you learned hey yeah this is this is completely you know uh feasible and functional and it works out really well because of a bad situation, it forced you to operate one way. Then now, three years later, you're still operating the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, again, I'm going to talk about our day program. You know, some some specific, like the way that we run specific groups. Ha, you know, we had to adjust out of you know during the pandemic, and that mm -hmm. we are still continuing to do um, those types of things. Another really great thing that came out of the pandemic was telehealth and just our ability to reach more people via the computer. You know, um, and that's the state is continuing to honor that on on some different levels and that's that's really fantastic because it just allows us to touch more people so well and it's it's interesting you bring up telehealth because uh i worked in healthcare 10 or 12 years ago and i know that they were starting to talk about it and what can we do for telehealth and it was always it was kind of this big idea um, but i think sometimes <laughs> you've worked in healthcare a long time sometimes in healthcare it takes a while to get yeah. To where you want to go yeah and and i do think that was a great way um to you know be able to reach clients and help people because i, I think I, I go back to that they just need somebody yes. and um with business owners what i was seeing was what are we going to do you know i mean restaurants were shut down right and you know full service restaurants were then oh well you can do curbside and they're like how the heck do you do that? Right. You know, I mean, and, and it wasn't funny, but they're like, we're a full service restaurant. Like we have little to go boxes in case you don't eat your whole meal. Right. We don't have that. And, and it, and it kind of, it was stressful for them. And I think, I think stress in my mind, in my opinion, I'm not a professional in your area, but I think stress is maybe sometimes a leading cause of several of the different things that that come out in, in the mental health field. And I, and that was one of the things that we saw a lot of. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We, um, you know, we met with our employees frequently and really stressed self-care plans. I know some directors required that their employees actually turn in a self-care plan to them during that, during that time, just to make sure that, you know, we, as the providers were able to take good care of, of our clients. So, 
Well, and I think that was, and, and one of the other things I found interesting in that mental health area, uh, and I'll use it kind of globally, um, during the pandemic was how difficult it was to get services. Yes. Um, I mean, I was, I was kind of surprised. I, I knew someone that was trying to get in and, and see somebody and they're like, what do I do? They're talking like eight weeks out for scheduling. Right. And so, um, so it was just kind of all of these things all at once. There was the unknown of how long is my business going to have to shut down? Mm -hmm. Do I have the capital to do that? All of those kind of things. So, um, what are some things maybe going forward that you see, uh, for integrated behavioral health services as you kind of you, as you guys are thinking to the future, I think um, Jeremy's been an awesome member of Leba. He 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 jumped in the deep end of the pool all the way in when he got got involved, and that's awesome. I'm excited for that. But like, what what kind of things are you guys thinking maybe for the future? Or what are you seeing in the future um, in in your field? Sure. So. Um, this is a fun conversation because we talk about this all the time. We, we have, um, Jeremy has great vision as the founder of IBHS and, um, you know, there's, we do have some more specific things that are coming up that, that, um, are still in the planning stages. So, um, and there's, there's certain things that I'm that I'm going to talk about and certain things that I'm not, but so, probably some of the the need that that we're seeing specifically. There's a huge substance use problem growing in Nebraska, particularly methamphetamine, and with our in individuals with severe and persistent mental illness, um, it, it's like a cancer, and and it just makes them so much sicker than than what they already are, and so we need to do something to address the substance use and mental health problem at the same time and I mean we, we do have some things in place in the state but it's just a growing problem and we're gonna need a whole lot more um, our population is aging some and so we're gonna need services for elderly folks that have severe and persistent mental illness as well um, well and I think um, I don't want to interrupt no, you because you're, you're on a roll but <laughs> I, I really want to kind of touch on what you were talking about there because when you start talking about substance abuse um, it, I, I think people, when they hear, oh, so-and-so has a drug problem or an alcohol problem, they're like, okay, you know, that person's got issues, but there's like a spider web effect of, uh, the mental health issues that go along with substance abuse, because it's not just the user. Right. Um, you know, the family of the user goes through a lot Absolutely. and, um, and I think sometimes the family sees it before the user sees it and. Well, I'll say in my case, because uh, my father's a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober, oh my God, 30, pretty close to 30 years, 30 plus years. Um, but like how that affects everybody else in the family and how it affects others. And so there's a lot of those types of things that I think when we talk about mental health and we talk about substance abuse, it's like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is going to treatment or so-and-so is getting help for their alcohol problem, but there's, there's a bigger, bigger component to address, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes the difficult part about that is, I mean, it's kind of the chicken and the egg scenario, right? Which one, which one came first? Which one do you fix first or do you treat first? Because, yeah. you know, and, and, and that is what we're starting to realize that you have to do both at the same time. You can't, you, it's difficult to pick one over the other and, and expect great success with that. So, um, 
you know, that's that's on the horizon. Hopefully, you know, down the road that we're we're looking at a substance use facility of some sort or or something in that in that field. But um, and then, like I said, you know, kind of more housing. We need more housing for our population, um, especially as it gets older and just a, pl a safe place for people to live safely. Um, th there's a lots of different kinds of ideas of transitional type housing where people can live at their maximum level of independence um, but still have a little bit of oversight mm -hmm. that that um, if if they needed some help they could reach out quickly and, and get the help that they needed but um, being independent for our folks is a is an it's an important goal for them and we want to try to make that happen as best we can. And so even if those supports, if you can't see them, they're there, mm -hmm. you know, um, kind of wrapping around that person and, and they're when they need them. So that's our goal with a lot of our folks is to get them to that point. Um, gosh, let's see. You know, IBHS, we just, we, we really want to find the holes. We want to find the holes and we want to try to plug them because there's just, there's a lot of need with, with the behavioral health community and, uh, we really kind of feel like, you know, sky's the limit. Excellent. So um, I'm going to pick on Erin now here for a minute as we wrap up our segment. So uh, first thing she said when she walked in, Nick, was, I'm so nervous. <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, it's easy. You got to talk about what you do every day, and that's pretty easy. And we talked a little bit before we came on air, and I said, a 15-minute segment goes really fast, and you killed it. <laughs> you did a, very, a great job. Thank awesome. You. Uh, job of talking about IBHS and what you you all do. So the big thing I want to talk about here as we close up is how can people get a hold of you? How can they check you guys out and find out about you guys? Sure. So our website is ibhealthservices.com. Um, that's probably the first place to start. That has all of our contact information. It has our address, phone numbers, email addresses, has all of us um, on in the leadership team we're all there with our contact information as well. So please reach out. And it's, it does it, it outlines services that yes. you guys offer yes. and all those kind of things. Yes, so, does. well, I want you to call Jeremy. I want you to tell him that you killed it. I will. You did a great <laughs> job, but also, um, you know, you can send him the link on YouTube and he can watch mm -hmm. it. So Sounds good. You okay. can say, you could give me a grade, Jeremy, for our next <laughs> staff meeting. But uh, we really appreciate you coming in and, and talking about uh, the things that Integrated Behavioral Health Services does here in Lincoln. Serves a huge need in our community. And uh, it just, it's, it's a valuable resource. And, you know, I always tell people I've, I've been around a lot of different mental health issues that folks have had. I've I've had two friends that have committed suicide, mm -hmm. been around alcoholism and drug addiction and some of those other things. So um, it's always important to reach out. And if you think you might need help, the answer is most likely. This is me speaking, not Aaron. I don't <laughs> want to put her on the spot. But reach out. Check out ibhealthservices.com. Uh, great member of our community. Great supporter of LEBA. We appreciate you. Aaron, thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, it's been awesome to hear more about uh, integrated behavioral health and what you all do. And we uh, will be back with the LEBA Business Hour on 93.7 The Ticket.